0: All right, we've got a great episode of Side Retired, the MLB podcast, coming at you guys today. But first, let's get a note from our sponsors at SeatGeek. And we've got great news that Side Retired is now sponsored with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SIDE in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from Major League Baseball games to Taylor Swift concerts. And yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for today's edition of Side Retired Podcast. Hello, it is Monday, October 30th, the day before Halloween, and we've got some spooky Major League Baseball games to talk about. Game one and game two of the World Series are in the books. Nico's already shaking his head. He didn't like that intro, but we're rolling with it. How you doing? And we've got Dylan, James, Nico, and Henry on the podcast to talk about the World Series so far. I was doing great until I was told it's a spooky World Series. It's spooky. It is spooky but, because we've got two teams. I don't think a lot of people expected to be in the World Series. Absolutely not. I still have to wear my freaking Yankee jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that will be Look out on the Cider retired Instagram. That'll be probably some point later this week, Wednesday or Thursday. And we're excited to showcase that off to you guys. But we're going to be talking World Series games one and game two and then previewing game three. We'll also have a couple other content pieces out relating to some of the managerial changes the Red Sox hired Craig Breslow so be on the lookout for that on our social medias but the podcast today is just going to focus on the World Series and I guess let's go in chronological order game one really exciting Dimebacks got off to a huge start and then the Texas Rangers bounced back and that Corey Seager hit the shot hurt around the world in the ninth inning to tie the game and then the hottest hitter on the planet Adolis Garcia home run in the 11th Rangers are up one game to nothing in the series our thoughts on this game guys.
1: I mean it was absolutely crazy. I mean just back and forth it's everything that you expect from a world series. I think again world series every championship series gets all this hype and then we always get disappointed if it's not a close series. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it's uh, from game 1 from the jump it went was a freaking amazing game. I think again it showed like what's going to come. I think it's going to be back and forth the whole series.
0: Is Corey yep. C? Oh yeah go for it Henry
2: yeah, I was just gonna say that this was a real it was a real tone setter for the series, right? It it showed that neither team was going to be willing to stray from their brand of ball, right? When you look at the way that the two teams scored their runs, they were complete polar opposites. God bless Catel Marte for getting us free tacos. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really fun game. I'm very interested to see Zach Allen. As the rest of this series continues, whether he only gets one more start, maybe two. Um, he hasn't looked good in the postseason. So, we'll like that's definitely something to
0: keep an eye out for. Is Corey Seager the best shortstop in baseball? Is this now an easy? I know this was a debate between Correa, Lindor, was never and Seeger. It was never with Correa. Correa he's is, the be- he is, he is the best shortstop in baseball.
1: Uh, but yeah, he's, he's the best shortstop in baseball. I think one of the things with shortstop is I think. There's so many, there's so much talent. And I think we get caught to the thing of whenever someone has a hot season, they're kind of the best. Mm-hmm. What Corey Seeger is able to do offensively when he's healthy is unmatched by anyone. He's able to do it consistently like everyone else, and he's able to do it at a peak like no one else offensively at the shortstop position can. If he stays healthy and is able to at least again replicate what he did this year, even like again, like 90% of it. Again, he's gonna be the best shortstop in baseball because no one can hit offensively like he does at that position.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not necessarily close. At least in my opinion, at least right now. I mean, obviously there is recency bias, right? If Lindor, no sorry, sorry to remind you, John, but if, if Lindor was hitting absolute nukes in the postseason, I that, think there would thanks. there would be there would be a there'd be a discussion there, right? But Nico brings up a great point. Remember last year when after the World Series, people were saying Jeremy Peña was the top 10 shortstop in baseball. Like there's like when when people produce for a short time, they get thrown into this category. But Corey Seager is always there and he's unmatched offensively and, and still can really pick it.
0: I think he's probably going to finish second in the MVP this year. Probably him and Julio Rodriguez battling to finish behind Otani. But uh, Seager obviously dominated in game one and shout out Adolis Garcia. I think that was five consecutive games. I know the streak is over, but at the time, five straight games with a home run, pretty impressive feat, but then game two rolled around and Merrill Kelly, who we've said not a great pitcher kind of proved us wrong in game two, absolutely shoved for seven innings of one run baseball. And our boy Tommy Pham decided to have a four for four night out of nowhere. Just going to say there's a tweet out there that says Tommy Pham is winning the World Series MVP, none other than the Cider Tide podcast Twitter account. So if that comes to fruition, we had it first. But the Diamondbacks proving, because I think there was a fear that as soon as Corey Seager and then Adoles Garcia hit the home run, yeah, the Rangers are winning the series in five. And then the Diamondbacks kind of had this game, two where they said, oh, no, we're going to have a series. We're going to make this a nice little contest. And now we head back to Arizona with a 1-1 split. So far, our thoughts on game two. I mean, it's exactly what you said. The big question for the Diamondbacks has been
1: this whole playoffs, when they get punched, like, what are they going to do? When the Phillies beat got up on them 2-0, I think everyone wrote them off. They're like, good season's over. I mean, you got to the NLCS. Great. This is the exact same thing they did in the NLCS. They just, they're going to battle. I think that's the big reason that them in Texas is such an interesting series, is because I don't I think both of these teams, no matter how much momentum the other team gets they have the ability to just bounce back. I think the Diamondbacks are going to be able to do that. I think Texas could do that. I think if the D-backs win tomorrow night, I think there's a great shot in game four that they just go and the Texas beats them by eight runs just because they want to get that momentum back. I think that this is a great back-and-forth series. I've been saying that Merrill Kelly is trash for the whole year. (laughs) And sadly, he's proving me wrong. But um, sometimes you have to face the music when you're wrong. I mean, his last two outings, he's absolutely shoved. Pattern.
2: Yeah, and I think that there's a there's an interesting point to be made there with who does it for the Diamondbacks, especially in the playoffs this year, right? You have tell Marte, who yeah, he's sort of been their franchise guy. Um, Corbin Carroll had a huge Game Seven, but those real statement performances have come from guys who are just gritting it out, right? Tommy Pham has gritted out a four for four day. The um, Brandon fought has been gritting out. Quality starts and dominant starts for this team. And frankly, when you're going against Jordan Montgomery, who's been unreal this postseason, that's what you have to do. You have to be gritty. You have to fight in your at-bats and run his pitch count up. He was what, at like 80 pitches to start the fifth inning. Like that's what you have to do against a guy like that. And, and yeah, they got it done. And the Rangers, not that they can't keep up for the whole se- series, but in this game they couldn't really keep up and that's sort of how the Diamondbacks
0: have to move. And now the series does head back to Arizona for the aforementioned Brandon Fatt will be pitching in game 3. He's facing off against the guy that has struggled the most this entire postseason and that is the rookie versus the vet. Brandon Fatt against Max Scherzer in Arizona. He returns home to the team that he fate, or that he played his career to begin with in Arizona. Confidence level in Scherzer, confidence level in fat. Nico take it away. I mean, it's again. I don't really have a lot of a lot
1: of confidence in either of them. I think the question is: Are we going to get the Brandon fought that we're seeing in the postseason, or are we getting the Brandon fought we're seeing in the regular season? And then with Scherzer, it's like: Are we going to see the Max Scherzer that we all know and love that goes out and competes, or are we going to see what we've seen this postseason? I really don't think I can put stock in any of these two pitchers or on a team because there's a good chance that thoughts reign goes to a screeching halt, and he gets tagged, and Scherzer just keeps on what he's been doing this postseason, gets tagged. At the same point, they can both shove, but I have zero clue where this game is going to go,
0: because I don't know what these starting pitchers are going to do. All right, James, since I think James is now on the call with us, your thoughts on the Game 3 matchup coming up?
3: Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. You know, everyone continues to doubt Scherzer. Uh, I think eventually we're we're bound to see a Scherzer-esque performance. Um, but, you know, the Diamondbacks are playing good ball. You know, it's their first World Series game at home since 2001. I'm actually the Diamondbacks take this game three, uh, a pivotal game three. And just, just to say it, you know, I have been on my last couple predictions. I've been on point. So uh, <laughs> just, you know, stay with me.
0: Are, are we finally? You just said they've been playing good ball. Is this. I've never heard play. that before. So is that a type of ball that a good team plays? Or is this a. You know, no, I've like,
3: just played some good ball like for the diamondbacks level of quality.
0: Uh-huh. Well, we'll see what happens there. Henry, your take on game three.
2: I mean, I I personally feel like you can put more stock in Brandon Fott, right? I I will be interested though to see how Scherzer performs simply because of the dimensions of of Chase Field. Right. It's obviously when the when a professional baseball player gets a hold of a ball, there are not going to be many parks that can hold it, especially with some of the guys. Like if Gabby Moreno gets a hold of a Max Scherzer slider, <laughs> it's not it's not being held in by Chase Field. But at the same time, with a little bit bigger of a park, it'll be interesting to see to see whether some of these balls are caught for Scherzer, because that's really what he's been giving up. He's been giving up hard line drives and fly balls. Right, which isn't a great sign if you're Max Scherzer. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Diamondbacks play him. Brandon Fott, I feel like he had that first shaky start and he's sort of been locked down since then. And so I think I think they can confidently rely on him for five innings, two runs, two run ball, and really Scherzer sets the tone for this game. And that's sort of what we've been saying for every outing of his, but that's sort of what it's gonna be.
0: All right, and we will be back tomorrow night again, previewing what happened in game three and going over what we expect in game four. So let's round this out. We're going to give our bold predictions, either a player that does really well in this game and then who's actually coming out victorious just in game three, not for the full series. James, lead us off.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I think everything will still be tightly contested. Uh, I'll stick with my original prediction, D-backs in seven. Um, History just continues to repeat itself.
0: No, just game three. We're you said oh,
3: You should the whole series. Oh no, my god! We're
0: not going to do the full series because we're going to uh, be back tomorrow night doing the full series. But we're just doing game three for now.
3: My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, game. Game three. I think. Uh, as I said. I think the deep. I think the D backs. I think. I think Scherzer has a good start, but I think the Diamondbacks at home. Um, you know, first game there in twenty some odd years. Uh, they have to get the W. Nico.
1: Um. For all I said earlier, I still. I'm going to put my faith in Scherzer. I think he goes at least six shutout. have a feeling. Probably going to be wrong. Um, also, Cattell is going to keep his hitting streak until probably like three playoff runs from now. He's just never going to get out. <laughs> so my two things, Cattell keeps this going to the World Series. Scherzer is going to go six shutout. Texas wins game three. Henry?
2: You know, I've, I'm a big Nathaniel Lowe guy. Don't ask me why. I just like the guy. He's got a nice stash. Um, he's really struggled in the playoffs. He hit a home run against the Astros, and it was just, and his reaction was just like, finally, like he finally got a hold of something. I think Nathaniel Lowe is going to run into a ball off of what's been a pretty unstoppable Diamondback, except for Paul, Paul Seawall. But you know, different discussion. Um, a pretty unstoppable Diamondbacks bullpen, but eventually. Diamondbacks are going to win Game Three.
0: All of you guys, for whatever reason, think Max Scherzer is having a quality start. Maybe it's just the. I Metric. didn't
2: say that. I didn't say that. I said he sets the tone.
0: Max Scherzer is about to get rocked, and I'm talking like two and a third, five six runs, and he's going to get pulled again early. In fact, maybe the the only way that doesn't happen is if the Rangers do like they did last series, where as soon as he gave up three runs in the second, and they were like, "Yeah, let's get him out of here as soon as possible," and that's what limited his style line. But Max Scherzer. Will not throw a pitch in the fourth inning. That's a guarantee, and even more so because, as a Mets fan, I remember these comments. And Tommy Pham said earlier this year, besides from Brandon Nimmo, Pete Alonso, and Francisco Lindor, that was the least hardest working clubhouse, and the veterans did not set the stage or look good. I don't need I don't
1: need life advice from in... the worst fantasy football manager in the MOB. <laughs> but do you know who's
0: one of those veterans? Max Scherzer, Justin He's Verlander. Sure. Justin Verlander too, but Max Scherzer versus Tommy Pham is going to be a very yeah, interesting matchup. Who, who do you matchup. believe? Who
1: do you believe? The worst football fantasy football manager in the MLB or Max Scherzer? Who? Max didn't league? deny. If the, someone if the man, if the man can't, can't set his, his him lineup him. on time, Tommy Pham sucks. Wow, he's at, he went four for four. I don't care. Is there anyone who thinks he's good? No.
0: Tommy Pham is hitting a bomb off of Max Scherzer during games. That's a wild And see, well, I said hot takes. Tommy Pham is hitting a bomb off Max Scherzer. The met-on-met crime because of what's happened earlier this year, and Tommy Pham is going to continue his hot streak. So, And the Diamondbacks win Game 3. But we will be back, as we just mentioned, tomorrow with our preview of Game 4 slash what happened in Game 3, as well as we have two to three really cool interviews for you guys coming up from the inside perspective of people who've been around the game so far this year, a couple insiders and reporters. So fun stuff coming up on the podcast real soon. But Anything else, guys? We had a couple of managerial things. Again, you can check that out on all our social medias. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at Side Retired Pod. We'll give you some stuff about Craig Breslow being hired. We'll give you some stuff about Craig Council's interviewing for the Mets and the Guardians job. So fun stuff on the way in the baseball world and a fun offseason, sure. But first, we got to get through this World Series first. So Dylan, James, Henry, Nico, we'll see you all tomorrow. And the side is retired.